Welcome to the SD Sports Scene Podcast. Each week, we'll cover all things sports in Northeast and North Central South Dakota with scores, stats, schedules, interviews, and much more. Thanks for making us a part of your day, and please make sure to check out your source for sports at sdsportscene.com. Welcome to another edition of the SD Sports Scene Podcast. I'm Dave Vilhauer, joined alongside by uh, Jacob Wirtz. As always, Jacob, how's it going today? Well, it feels like we're in summer right now, but that's about to change, and it's going to be yeah. kind of a wacky week here. So. Uh, yeah, probably in more ways than one, and as we head into March, it probably is going to get even wackier. We know how that goes, uh, but uh, so far, so good. Uh, just a monstrous busy week here uh, this past week. We had the girls starting their region uh, playoffs for Class A and B, and the boys finishing up their regular season. We had state wrestling. Uh, we're getting it down to the postseason now for hockey. Uh, just a ton of stuff going on and uh, we'll take a look at the uh, weekend review also the polls upcoming schedule man it is just so much stuff going on fun time right now but as i just mentioned off air we're about a three-week uh, sprint to the finish here so look, taking a look back at this past week and man i tell you what it was busy right from the get-go with a rare monday matinee basketball game with uh, aberdeen christian and little wound and then that just led right into to, to two more games in town that night uh, i had the uh, great plains Lutheran North Central Boys game. Uh, Great Plains Lutheran, uh, they've got a nice looking basketball team. Unfortunately for them, they're stuck in a very difficult region with Hamlin and Sioux Valley and some of those teams. But uh, a really nice game there for uh, Brody Charlemagne uh, to lead the Panthers of GPL to that victory. And after the game, I caught up with him and we talked a little bit about uh, the, 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 uh, the Panthers defense. One of our strengths as a team is we're there for each other on defense. If one of us messes up or a guy gets burned past us, we know that our teammates are going to be there to help us. So we just have trust in each other. Um, in practice, we work on defense all the time, you know. It's just one of our team strengths. And then I know that night uh, you had the uh, Aberdeen Christian and Waverly South Shore girls region opener there in 1B, uh, won by Aberdeen Christian uh, pretty handily as opposed to the first time they played them. And uh, I know that uh, the Knights looked pretty strong right from the tip-off there. They did, yeah. It was kind of interesting going in. We're going to see another game like the last time. And uh, Christian right away, their defense played really good the whole night. And um, kind of were able to pull away in that one. And then the fourth quarter came around and Waverly South Shore scored, I don't know, it was eight or eight or nine points right away. And you thought, oh, we're going to have a repeat here of the first <laughs> yeah, game. Yeah. And But Christian was able to hold them off and, and pull away. And I had a chance to catch up with uh, uh, senior Chloe Holt uh, after the game. We just talked about coming out strong, you know, setting the tone for the game. And I think we did a good job running the ball, just getting people open by moving the ball. I feel like our defense is pretty good tonight, so... I mean, overall, I think we did good. We accomplished what we wanted to accomplish. So, Yeah, you guys jumped out to that 11-0 lead, and, and your defense then just clamped down on them. You gave them such a tough time. How did you just continue that defense throughout the night? Well, we started off a man, which did not go very good. So then we went to switch to 3-2, and we were like, you know, this is working. Let's just stay in this. So we just focused on, you know, we knew who they wanted shooting. So we just doubled down and took away those looks. 
All right. Also of note that night, uh, Groton with a big win over Dakota Valley, two-time defending State A champions, and uh, Tigers playing very well. I uh, I had them later in the week, and we'll get to that in just a second, but uh, certainly a noteworthy win there. And then uh, girls' regions really got rolling there on Tuesday and Thursday, and uh, I had the Groton-Roncalli matchup on Thursday night. And again, I've said this before many times, whenever it's those two teams, you can kind of throw out the records, throw out everything because it's just game on. Very nice crowd that night, a, a tight game. And again, Ron Colley's defense is just so rock solid and uh, and they really held uh, Groton in check. I think uh, Groton managed just uh, one point in the first, uh, I don't know, six, seven minutes of the fourth quarter, allowed Ron Colley to pull away. And after that game, I caught up with Ron Colley's McKenna O'Keefe and we talked a little bit about that defense. You know, defense, uh, that's what our coaches talk about all the time. And so we really kicked it into gear and uh, just fought together as a team and defended really well, which held them under a lot of points in the second half. And then, of course, a lot of other region games. We'll get to, to the uh, upcoming Sodak 16 pairings here just shortly. Uh, also, uh, on uh, Friday night, uh, Aberdeen Christian went over to Groton uh, to take on the Tigers. And Groton is playing very, very uh, good basketball right now. And uh, they got out in transition and really did some damage. Not only that, but uh, Groton really, uh, even though they had a, a size disadvantage, they got the ball inside. They were able to, uh, to cut along the baseline, really get some high percentage shots and uh, after that game, I caught up with Groton senior Jacob Zach, and we talked a little bit about that game. It's easier for us. I mean, not a lot of teams can run like us. And, I mean, if you're going to play zone, we're not letting you set back up in zone. That's, we're just going to go. Right. You know, they, uh, they have a lot of size, uh, and, you know, they blocked some shots tonight and altered some shots tonight. But you guys were able to put the ball on the floor, and when you got to the rim, you looked for an open cutter, and guys were consistently running baseline and finishing those those points. Yep. Well, running baseline, that's our thing. That's what coaches taught us to do, and it works. It, he's proved it. I mean, it's just what we do. It's an easy way to beat his own. Well, and uh, also this past weekend, uh, we had uh, some state wrestling. And, uh, man, I'll tell you what, uh, what a great representation here for our local kids. Uh, four individual state champions. Uh, Raiden Zins of Aberdeen Central defeats uh, Sloan Johansson in the championship. And, man, I'll tell you what, those two, they have had some real battles through the years. Uh, Johansson with just three losses in four years and every single one of them to Raiden Zins. So uh, congratulations to Raiden. Uh, those two are going to be teammates at Northern coming up uh, next year. And we'll be joined on the Wolves roster by Grady Fye of Redfield, who won a state championship, uh, finished the year uh, 49-0, I think it was. Uh, just a phenomenal season for him. Also, Brody Randall uh, capping an undefeated season there for Hamlin Castlewood uh, with a state championship. And also state championship from uh, Kellen Hurd of Miller Highmore Herald, defeating uh, Hayden Jorgensen of Webster. Those two individuals were responsible for each other's losses this year. Wrestled four times. I uh, heard one, three of them. So uh, I don't know if you got a chance to watch any of those, uh, but man, there were some great matches. There were some good matchups throughout the weekend there, and in state wrestling, uh, of course, uh, kind of the, the big dogs winning the team titles <laughs> as usual. Peter yep. Canton, Sturgis. Yeah. So yeah. You know, kind of uh, just 
a really good weekend there of wrestling. Yes. Uh, also of note, uh, Aberdeen Central's Madison Gillen won her 100th career match. Uh, she becomes the first uh, Central girls wrestler to accomplish uh, that feat. And uh, so future looks bright there. A lot of, a lot of returning wrestlers for the Golden Eagles. So uh, we'll see what happens uh, going there. Also, uh, the uh, Cougar boys and girls wrapping up uh, their regular seasons this past week, uh, winning their final games. Uh, Cougar girls will be heading into the state tournament here this coming weekend. We'll talk about that with the schedule ahead. Cougar boys now will uh, have a little bit of a break before they head into their state tournament. Well, uh, also this past week, uh, we had uh, we had some realignments proposed. Now, they aren't, aren't voted on yet, but uh, certainly there's a lot of talk about that. I know that you've kind of got your finger on that, Jacob. Uh, what, what do you know about that? Well, yeah, there was some uh, realignments that were, they like you said, took place. They always, every two years, they, they propose new athletic alignments and fine arts alignments. And um, some of the big ones that kind of stuck out to me uh, pertain to our area schools. And um, one of the big ones uh, was in uh, football and uh, Redfield, you know, traditional 11B mm-hmm. school, yep. Northeast Conference. They are going to actually be playing 9AA. They're going to move down to the nine-man ranks. Uh, and, of course, how long, we don't know if that's, right. a, if that's a temporary thing or if yep. that's going to be for long term. But for at least the next two years, they will be playing 9AA football. So I uh-huh. found that really interesting. Yeah, very interesting. And, uh, you know, th- there's several of those teams, I like to call them kind of maybe bubble teams, that kind of float around a little bit, move up, move down. I know Webster has been in that category, Britton Heckler from time to time. And so uh, not a huge shock there necessarily, but uh, certainly one to keep an eye on. Also some realignments as far as volleyball and basketball that affects uh, Region 1 uh, A and B here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you had some uh, Region 1 and, and B, st- or uh, uh, excuse me, Region 1 A and 1 B stuff that was realigned as well. Uh, and uh, I think some of the some of the big ones there uh, impacting, and of course, it's not right. you want to load for me. Well, it's, up, but, I uh, know in Region 1, uh, Wabe Summit mm-hmm. and uh, Teal Spazina yeah. are moving down. Yeah. You know, it wasn't that long ago Wabe Summit was B, and then right. they went up to A for a couple years. Yeah. And then also Britain Hecla is moving up to A uh, yeah. from the B ranks, and I believe North Central is moving down from Class A to Class B out there in uh, Region 6, I believe it is. And, uh, you know, speaking of uh, Britain Hecla, uh, we would be remiss if we didn't uh, say a, a big shout-out to Terry Nelson, the girls basketball coach for Britain Heckla, who is the first recipient of the Larry Luchens Coaching Award. And so just uh, an outstanding uh, honor there for Terry. I talked to him earlier today. Uh, we'll have a story on SD Sports Scene. Uh, Terry's been around for a long time. And, um, you know, he actually uh, kind of went head to head there with Coach Luchens for a while and different things. And so, uh, and, and, you know, we'll maybe get into the award a little bit uh, more in the next week or two. But the award has nothing to do with the team's record or anything like that. It's solely based on criteria that has been established uh, about, uh, you know, coaches and the way they conduct themselves and how they run their programs and all those sorts of things. So uh, there will be one girls basketball winner and one boys basketball winner. And uh, and so since uh, Coach Nelson coaches a B squad, that award will be presented at the State B Tournament in Rapid City next week. And so we'll, we will await the winner of the boys here coming up. Uh, let's take a look at the polls here before we get too far down the road here with this uh, this week's schedules, which are just jam-packed. Uh, we'll take a look at the, These are the final polls of the year, so I don't know what, what's going to fill our time next week when we get to this spot, but we'll think of something. But uh, the final polls, we'll take a look at the boys' first class AA. Uh, there, Jacob. 
Yeah, double A uh, doesn't doesn't change at all. Uh, Mitchell stays number one. Harrisburg two. Brandon Valley three. Sioux Falls Roosevelt four, and or Sioux Falls Washington four rather, and Sioux Falls Roosevelt five. Uh, and then Watertown's receiving votes. You know, it doesn't change as far as the polls, but th- th- those teams beat up on each other. Several of those teams have suffered losses this past week. So uh, that's, man, I'll tell you what, that's a real crapshoot there going forward, I think. Class A, again, uh, not a lot of changes, but there is a couple near the bottom. Absolutely. The top three stay the same. Sioux Falls Christian, number one. Hamlin, two. And Pine Ridge, three. But then Sioux Valley and Dakota Valley, they change places. Sioux Valley moves up to four. And Dakota Valley drops down to five after that loss to Groton. Um, And then Hot Springs and Groton receiving votes. Yeah, I believe this might be the first time Groton has been in the receiving votes category. So um, we'll see what happens going forward. Class B, again, uh, not much change. Not much change at all. Top five stays the same. Castlewood, one. White River, two. DeSmit, three. Westington Springs, four, and Howard, five. Leola Frederick, Viber Curley, and Del Rapids St. Mary receiving votes. The one thing that did change was uh, Castlewood now receiving more first place votes. Uh, last week, I think it was nine to eight, and now that margin's 12 to three here. So not that that means anything, of course, but uh, just nice to, to talk about things like that. And the final poll for Class AA girls, a little change here. A little bit, yeah. The top three stay the same. O'Gorman, they finished the regular season undefeated 20-0. Mitchell, um, number two behind O'Gorman, Brandon Valley three, and then Pier, uh, they move up a spot to number four, and Sioux Falls Jefferson drops down to number five, and then Spearfish receiving just two votes. Uh, and uh, Spearfish is actually the destination, I believe, for the Aberdeen Central girls here as uh, they're going to start postseason action. Uh, we'll take a look at that schedule, and it all gets going on Tuesday night with the uh, with the boys' regions, and uh, obviously, you know, they're, they're, they're seated, so uh, you know, there might be a few lopsided matchups here, the, the opening round, but there's also going to be probably some good games that opening round too. Anything uh, got, uh, got your attention there, Jacob? Well, you know, I think uh, the opening rounds, you know, I think there's uh, I don't know if there's necessarily a ton of big games there, um, but certainly as we move on, I think mm-hmm. we could see some good games. We could see a rematch of Waverly South Shore and Everton Christian on, yes. Friday, yeah. on Thursday, Friday, yep. Friday, yep. Friday, I think Friday it is. night. Yep. Uh, well, and, and there's going to be some interesting first round games. I think mm-hmm. the Warner Hitchcock Tulare game could be very interesting and uh, in region one uh, B there. Uh, the Great Plains Lutheran has won, I think, uh, 13, 14 games, and, and they've got a tough matchup right out of the chute there in region two A. We talked about that just a minute ago about the uh, the quality and the depth of, of that particular region. Uh, just a lot of a lot of solid teams. And boy, there's going to be some really good games on Friday when the, those semis take place. But before then, uh, we have the, the NSIC tournament on Wednesday night. Uh, the Northern State Wolves heading to Winona. Uh, that ought to be interesting because uh, those two teams split uh, regular season games. The Wolves winning by two at Winona. Winona coming over here, returning the favor, winning on a last second three-pointer a couple weeks ago. So uh, not much to differentiate between those two teams. The winner will move on to the uh, NSIC tournament quarterfinals at the Pentagon in Sioux Falls. And uh, I believe the winner gets uh, NS, um, Minnesota state moorhead and then on the women's side the northern state uh, squad uh, gets the fourth seed so they get a bye they don't have to play until sunday and so we'll see what happens there i believe they get the winner of the southwest minnesota state and augustana game i think that's a 430 tip uh, at the pentagon and then on thursday night we've got all kinds of sodak 16 games and man i tell you what there's a, there's some really interesting contests there jacob uh, what uh, what really st- sticks out to you yeah you know that that everything run collie mount vernon plank in game mm. that's a fantastic matchup <laughs> yeah uh, both teams a lot of good players on the floor there yep run of course has had a very good year mount vernon plankton and 
uh, Emily Fox. I tell you Ooh. what, she's a fantastic player. She's been starting yeah. since she was, in, like, I think, an eighth grader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that Russ girl's pretty good too. So that'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And then Florence Henry and Hanson, that eight nine mm-hmm. matchup. Uh, they played earlier this year, and it was only a two point game. Yes, two point yeah. win for the Falcons. So <laughs> yes, I think that's going to be pretty interesting. And that and that's in Class A. We uh, we should mention that Sisseton is the number one rated seed or number seed number one seed heading into that. They will play Tri Valley uh, at Watertown. On Thursday, also of regional interest, Miller will take on Sioux Falls Christian. Uh, that game will be uh, taking place in Salem. Uh, so uh, some uh, some real interesting games there. And then we drop down to Class B. Uh, what do you think of that? Class B, we've only got two matchups of area teams. On one of those matchups, yeah. two teams play each other. Yes. Warner and Harriet Selby in that six versus yep. eleven game, and uh, the size advantage there. The size will right. be the, will be the thing to watch there. Both teams have a lot of good size. Yeah, several six footers and. Yep. Um, that Northwestern Harding County game, you know, on paper, it looks like Harding County's the better team, but undefeated and, and, and things like that. But Northwestern has the size they can match up with them and they're both young teams. So I, yeah. I would not be surprised if the Wildcats give them a run. Well, and uh, Northwestern uh, coming off a really quality win at Leola Frederick here uh, in the region semifinals, uh, had a big lead in that game, uh, lost most of the lead, but still came out uh, victorious there. So they're going to try and uh, make the most of that opportunity. This really reminds me a little bit of the boys last year and the Sodak 16 when Northwestern played faith and I, in, out in West River t- country there. And so, so uh, kind of a little bit of a parallel, if you will. Uh, also, on uh, on Friday, the Central Girls will be heading to uh, Spearfish uh, for their Sodak 16 game. And uh, I know the Eagles have kind of had a tough time here of late. But uh, the nice thing about postseason is everybody starts 0-0. Zero zero, so uh, you can take the records and just throw them right out the window. Also on Friday is the opening round of the uh, State Girls Hockey Tournament. It will be taking place in Watertown at their, at their new $37 million uh, ice arena. Oh my. <laughs> Man, I tell you what, that, that'd be pretty interesting to see. The, uh, the Cougars go in as the second seed. We'll be taking on Sioux Center at 1130 on uh, Friday morning. And so uh, certainly there's going to be some really interesting uh, contests there. Uh, a possible rematch, uh, three match, if you will, against uh, Mitchell, uh, potentially in the semifinals. Uh, those two teams split during the season. Uh, Sioux Falls is the top seed, uh, and they and the uh, Cougars split during the season. In fact, they just played here about a week ago, and the uh, the Cougars fell in overtime uh, to the Flyers. So if they if they happen to hook up somewhere along the line, that is going to be very interesting as well. And then the uh, the AA boys uh, region, or the uh, Sodak 16, I'm sorry, takes place on Saturday. Aberdeen Central boys heading down to Sioux Falls Roosevelt. Uh, they just played Roosevelt here not long. In fact, uh, you had that game, didn't you, Jacob? Yeah, last Tuesday they played, and that was a tight one. Central had a chance to win that, actually, late, <laughs> and had a three-pointer. Yeah. Just, uh, just was a touch short, and... Oh, so they could have won that, but lost right. by two. Right. And so even though the Eagles go in at, as the 13th seed playing on the road at four-seeded Roosevelt, they, they have to have some confidence, I would think, from, from just about beating the uh, Rough Riders here this past week. So, uh, And again, we know in the postseason that uh, <laughs> anything is possible. Uh, that's that's kind of the beauty of it is that you just don't know what's going to happen from, from one night to the next. 
Um, boy, so a lot of stuff going on. And then the following week, we have the boys Sodak 16. Not, and the double A's for, for boys is Saturday, but the A and B boys is Tuesday next week, weather permitting. We're seeing some stuff maybe that uh, could crop up. We, we'll have to wait and see on that. And then, of course, the girls state tournament uh, that following weekend. So they get started a week from this Thursday. The double A will be in Sioux Falls. The A will be in uh, Brookings. And the B will be in Rapid City. So uh, again, uh, we're we're heading heading down to crunch time here. Yeah, we are. There's a lot of a lot of good uh, basketball to be played yet, and uh, yeah, teams are making that final push hey. in March Madness. No kidding. Well, well, we're we're not in March yet, but we're almost to the point madness point. I'll tell you that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just been one oh, thing man. one thing after another here, but it's all good. It's all good stuff here. So, uh, just a reminder that if you uh, if you are looking for information whether that be uh, schedules for the upcoming games, whether that be results from this uh, past week for really for the past 3 years, if you're looking for a box score, if you're looking for photos from a particular game, uh, look no further just go to uh, sdsportscene.com as we like to say your source for sports in northeast and north central south dakota we've got feature stories we have game stories we have photos from john davis uh, just as good as you're going to find and uh, just uh, all kinds of stuff that are going on there we've got some premier performers uh, all kinds of highlights highlights from the past all of those sorts of things uh, right there uh, we have apps so just you're one click away on your cell phone very easy to use very functional uh, and so uh, check that out by all means any other thoughts or comments here jacob before we wrap up this week's show it's going to be a fun week and a fun uh, next three weeks really as we wrap up the uh, the winter sports season no question about it well again thank you for joining us and for allowing us to be a part of your day again for all things sports check out www.sdsportscene.com have a great week everybody and we'll hopefully see you at a game soon Please check us out at sdsportscene.com for all of the latest stories, stats, photos, and schedules.